Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, good evening, friends. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. And uh, I had the privilege of serving as the National Co-Chair of Pro-Life Voices for Trump. I want to welcome you to Praying for America. We have a lot to pray about and we have a lot of tools to fight with, brothers and sisters, to save our nation because that's what this upcoming election is about, saving our nation, not just about whether one or another party will control the government, but saving the country itself. You're convinced of that? We're going to go into some of the dynamics tonight of this election. We're going to talk about a special day of action tomorrow, and we're going to talk about a powerful book that we all need to read and study and get the message out to our fellow citizens about as we undergo this election. So welcome. A lot of things to cover tonight. Important things. The most important is the Word of God, and we're going to take our cue tonight from Acts of the Apostles chapter 18, Let us look at uh, this passage starting in verse 5. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles." And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking. And do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many people in this city who are mine. And he stayed a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. Let us pray. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we gather to pray for America. And we gather to hear, once again address, this time to us, personally and directly, these words that you spoke, Lord God, to your Apostle Paul. Do not be afraid, and do not be silent. Lord God, fear and silence are threats to America, just as much as bombs and terrorists. Fear and silence are our enemies. Lord God, enable us to go on speaking about the values and principles on which America is based. 
upon the faith that drives our lives. Enable us to go on speaking about the corruption that is currently infecting so many leaders in our government and that is infecting the Democrat Party. Lord, enable us to go on speaking against the evil of child killing by abortion, the evil of transgender indoctrination of our children, the evil of the weaponization of government in America, and a litany of other evils, Lord God, that would it would take us most of the night to just recite. Lord, enable us to flee from fear and silence and to stand boldly before the enemy, wearing, as your word tells us, the full armor of God, the belt of truth buckled around our waist, the shield of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, all the armor with which you give us to stand against the enemy, Lord God. Tonight we ask you for a new measure of courage, a new beginning in our own souls. You knew that Paul needed that encouragement. Bring that encouragement to each and every one of our fellow believers and patriots. Go on speaking, do not be afraid, for I have many people in this city. Lord God, you have many people in this nation. You told that to Paul because maybe he didn't realize how many of the people that he was addressing were in fact yours, were in fact open and ready to hear the message, were in fact to be your future disciples were going to be his defenders and his supporters and his encouragers. Lord God, you have many people in this nation. Often the voice of falsehood has a larger megaphone, but the people of truth have larger numbers. We are indeed in the majority. We have seen that in poll after poll. Lord God, keep us aware that we are not some kind of small minority. We are your people, and your people can save this nation. Enable your people not only to realize this, but to rise up, to take action, to educate themselves, and to educate their neighbors, and to mobilize the voters. Lord God, tonight we recommit ourselves to this great task, because tonight we realize with a new, fresh awareness a new vibrancy in our souls, a new sense of alarm and urgency, not of despair, not of panic, but of alarm and urgency, we recognize that we need to save this country. And we need to defend life. We need to preserve freedom, not only for ourselves, but for our children, grandchildren. What kind of country will they have? Fire us up, Lord God, with your Spirit, the Spirit of the, you, the Father, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, your Son, Spirit of life and of truth, the Spirit whom we invoke now upon ourselves and upon the United States of America and upon the world, and we do so in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
That was one book, the best, the greatest, the most important. Here's another. Do you have it yet? Mark Levin's book, The Democrat Party Hates America. I'm going to go through this book with you in upcoming shows. But I'd like you to get hold of it as quickly as you can. Read it as quickly as you can. Because this is key information for winning the, the current elections. You know, we talk about all the threats that face America and the world. We see all the damage being done and the further damage that is threatened. Winning this election in 2024 is an absolute prerequisite, an absolute condition for saving this country. It's going to be extremely difficult. Some would say impossible. Some would say this election is the, is the, is the red line that we, we cannot afford to cross because then it will be so, so very difficult to reclaim the country after that. We've got a window of time. We know how bad things are. Too many of our citizens don't know how bad things are. But I have no doubt whatsoever we've got a window of time to save this country. But that's not a window that stays open forever. That's a window that's rapidly closing. And right now we've got to win these elections. So this book is a key tool. This is the primary tool, the Word of God. But as far as educating ourselves and information, here we are. The Democrat Party Hates America by Mark Levin. Now, Mark Levin says, Communist China, and we talk about Communist China, and you hear a lot of commentary about it, of course, and we all need to learn more about that particular threat. Many would say Communist China is the, the primary threat to America, but as Mark says, and I agree, it's the second it's the second biggest threat to America. The first is the Democrat Party. Now, I'm not here to... Look, I, look I, I know, you know, we all know, many people on the grassroots level, maybe they're in our churches or in our families, at our place of work, among our friends, who identify as Democrats. We're not talking about the good grassroots Americans who maybe for many years, maybe for many decades, maybe for life, lifelong, have been Democrats and first joined when the party was not what it is today and haven't paid attention to how it has devolved and transmuted into an actual enemy of America, although at its root, in many ways it always has been. We'll get into that as we look at this book. But that doesn't mean that the people who identify as Democrats know that or understand that or share that kind of attitude. Of course not. But those who are running this party, those who are in power, pushing it forward, my goodness, brothers and sisters, it's the number one threat to America. All right, and that's what we're going to get into in, in upcoming uh, programs. But tonight, this is Friday, the 22nd of uh, September, do you know that tomorrow is a special day of action organized by our friend Scott Pressler? A special day of action for the 2023 election. Now, I've said this multiple times. You know this. But let's remind our fellow citizens. 
One of the most important ways to prepare for the 2024 elections is to win and prepare for and win the 2023 elections. They say, which, which elections? Obviously, it's an off-year election. It's an off-off-year election, if you will, because <clears throat> the midterms, you know, in the even-numbered years are, are, are off-term in relation to the presidential elections every four years, but then you got the odd-numbered years, but there are elections every year. And there are certain states that have crucially important elections in the odd-numbered years like we are in now, 2023, and we cannot afford to ignore them. You know, listen, we can't afford to ignore races for school board and city council. We've got to be, and I think I sense, I hope that you do too, that our viewers of this program and people that we're connected with, or at least people of goodwill, or at least paying some attention to what's going on, are in fact now more aware of the importance of local elections than they ever were before. And the whole movement in regard to education and school boards has, has ginned that up. So Scott Pressler, Republican activist, is saying, look, tomorrow, September 23rd, we want to have a special day of action. And he has created an app. So I want to encourage you this very night, Okay, once we finish this program, or even as you're watching, if you want to get out your phone, go to the App Store. Let's get very practical here and go to Early Vote Action. That's the name of the app. You go to the App Store, just type in Early Vote Action. Now, notice, Early Vote, right? We want to, in 2023 and 2024, in all the states that have early voting, not all of them do, but all the states that have early voting, we want people to consider. In fact, I was on an election training call the other night. We were giving an election training call. And by the way, you can sign up for those at ProLifeVote.com. Those are our trainings at Priest for Life, ProLifeVote.com. You know what I said to the folks there? I said, look, talking about this year's election, okay, November the 7th, 2023, If you're talking about a specific state, like we're, we're dealing with a problem in Ohio right now, those of you in Ohio or the, and those of you who are deeply involved in the pro-life movement are very much aware of the ballot initiative that we're trying to defeat in, in Ohio with this. Uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to force a right to abortion into the Constitution and take the issue back away from the people while, while recently the Supreme Court returned it to the people. That's a whole other topic. But I said to them, look, when you talk about the election, don't talk about November 7th as election day. That's the end of election day. Let's start talking about when we say, okay, hey, we have an election coming up. And this is going to vary from state to state. But when it comes to Ohio, election day is October 11th. And we start thinking that way because that's when early voting starts. So we talk about, oh, well, in November, in November, in November. No, 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 it's in October. Every one of the days that a state is allowing early voting has to be considered, dealt with, responded to, and spoken about as Election Day. So, hey, we're going to have, see, psychologically, this is just a simple recommendation. If we say November 7th is election day, oh, but then there's early voting. Okay, now, so you're trying to attach a different thought 
onto a primary thought. No, let the primary thought be the early voting day. This is not like election day is November 7th. Election day in Ohio is October 11th. And in all these other states that have early voting, talk about the, just pin it right from the beginning on the first day of voting. Because that's when you want to turn out people to vote. I'm not going to turn you out to vote just on election day. We're going to turn you out to vote from the very first day. Okay, so early vote action is an app. And here's what Scott wants to do. Let me just read his own words. This has never been done before. Please join me on Saturday, September 23rd for a day of action. If you live in Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Virginia. Now, those are the states that have very important 2023 elections. There's some governor's races, state legislature races, Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Virginia. If you live in these states, Scott says, all I'm asking you to do is knock on five doors. Now, this might already be something way outside our comfort zone, but, but stop and think about it. We've got a country to save. Biggest enemy, Democrat Party. Danger on the horizon, not just on the horizon, we're in the midst of it. There's not just a storm coming, it's here. So yeah, it's outside of our comfort zone, but you know what, you're not alone. We've got a whole bunch of people here willing to help. Knock on five doors. How does it work? Download the mobile app Early Vote Action. It's available both on iPhone and Android. In the app, then you click on Help Knock Doors, and then you'll see the words Voters Near Me. You'll actually be given a list of Republican voters within a one-mile radius. You know, it's not that you have to go far. These are not Joe Biden voters. They are conservatives. So it's easy. Knock on the door, introduce yourselves as fellow Republicans, gently remind voters about the upcoming elections this year, and ask for their votes. Again, this is New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Now, what do you give to these people? Go to the Republican uh, uh, campaigns, get the literature from your local office or print out flyers that you can download from online. For this app, you don't need a login or a password. You'll have immediate access to the data. So five doors on September 23rd. Have someone go with you is what I would add uh, to this. To go two by two like Jesus sent out the disciples. I think this is great. We're going to do a lot more of this. We've got some things in the works ourselves here at Priest for Life similar to this. Let's do it. You know, like Mark Levin says, again, we're going to go through his book in, in, in upcoming programs. We've got to think of I instead of we. He was saying this the other day to Charlie Kirk. We've got to think of I instead of we. Do we have hope? Are we, what are we doing? No, no. It, what am I going to do? How am I going to fight against this tyranny in America right now? How am I going to, how am I going to sacrifice? Like I said, knocking on five doors, way, that's going way outside the comfort zone for a lot of people. Yeah, 
But that's what sacrifice does. When we're going to sacrifice something, and we speak about the language of sacrifice in our, in our, in our faith, it's got to hurt a little bit. It's got to make us uncomfortable. All right, a couple of, of uh, hopeful signs here. Um, you know that the, uh, the Real Clear Politics Average, and that's a key website, by the way, another good tool to track uh, uh, what's going on in these elections, realclearpolitics.com. President Trump is up in the national popular vote. This is the first time that's been the case in his political career. To be up in the national popular vote. I mean, you could be down in the national popular vote and still win, obviously. But to be up in the national popular vote, thats we're talking about a tidal wave of support. Now, one of the reasons for the support, there's many reasons, but this ongoing flood, I'm going to call it a flood of evidence. I mean, I don't know how much more evidence people want to have about the corruption in the Biden family. That's another book that's on the horizon, by the way. October 3rd, it's coming out. Dick Morris, Corrupt, okay, the Biden, Biden, Biden family's bribery scheme. Look for that book, too, Dick Morris. What more evidence can people want? Pictures of Joe Biden walking, walking away from, from communist Chinese officials with bags of money in his hand? When, and, and this is, I want to just focus on this. Somebody was talking about this recently on a podcast. I want to just talk about this from the point of view of a talking, talking points for you when you're talking with your friends and neighbors and so forth. It's like, oh, there's no evidence. This ridiculous, really stupid Democrat talking point. They're, just deny, they're deniers of reality, right from the, you know, is the baby in the womb a baby? Is a man a man? Is a woman a woman? Is a riot a peaceful protest? Is, a, is, a, is a, 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 an embarrassing uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan uh, a well-done uh, international effort? They, they, they lie and, and, and they twist reality. So again, again, right, they're just coming right out and denying reality. Oh, there's no evidence of corruption in the Biden family or that Joe Biden was directly involved. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's mountains of evidence from texts and t- recordings and documents and whistleblowers. And, well, of course, there's evidence. One of the things you may have to point out to people, if people don't, people don't have to agree with the evidence or even agree that the evidence leads to the conclusion that they don't want to come to, they don't need to agree with it in order for it to be evidence. You've got evidence. And many people are, are, are locked up, you know, on evidence that is, you might describe as circumstantial evidence. Oh, it seems to be this way. Well, you know, if you're going to look for mathematical proof and certainty, you're not going to get that in most cases. Circumstantial evidence is still evidence. This evidence is a, is a mountain of evidence, it's a waterfall of evidence. And the Congress is, is going to get even more and more of it. So listen, if, even if you don't agree with it, even if somebody doesn't think it proves the case, even if it's quote-unquote, they want to call it circumstantial, still evidence, and you can't say there's no evidence. And that's important to challenge. Push back. Push back against those in our midst who are going to 
embrace this Democrat deception. Finally, look, I quoted uh, from the Acts of the Apostles here today, God saying to Paul, keep on speaking. We all have to do that. And somebody who has the courage to do that, and we really need to, to, to be rallying around him and, and strengthen that courage, is President Trump. Because what the Democrats want to do here with all these fake, ridiculous, baseless, unsubstantial, weaponized, invented charges and indictments, they actually want to go the further step having thrown a heap of lies at him and at the rest of us to try to steal this 2024 election, which we're not going to let them do. They want to add insult to injury and say, oh, well, by the way, you can't respond to any of this. You can't talk about any of this. I mean, you talk about absolutely unmitigated arrogance. First of all, the arrogance and the evil, just the Marxist idea that you would go after a political opponent by weaponizing the very processes of government that are supposed to be securing justice, and instead you're going to turn them around as a way of opposing your political opponent. Remember, I mean, the Department of Justice is, is part of the Biden administration. So this is Joe Biden going after Donald Trump. That's bad enough. That's unspeakably bad. But then, to say to a person who is campaigning, I mean, a big part of campaigning is what? It's talking. It's giving speeches. It's holding rallies. It's doing press conferences. It's talking. It's going on social media, Truth Social, and all the rest. We know that these people are censors. You know, Democrat Party hates America. That means they hate free speech. You know it as well as I. They want to shut it down on campuses, on social media, everywhere. So now we have a new example of that. With the effort to tell Donald Trump that he's got a gag order and he can't even speak about these cases that are being launched against him. The Department of Justice has been asking an Obama-appointed judge to restrict President Trump's public statements about the corruption in the uh, Biden administration and the way that he is trying to steal this election. Wow. If you're running a political campaign, you can't be under a gag order. You have to be able to talk about the issues. It's the Democrats that are making this an issue. We cannot allow people to be silenced here. Political candidates, President Trump, you or me. And if they actually impose this order, the first thing that's for sure, I mean, we'll see what the repercussions are of this. But the first thing for sure is that you and I need to amplify our voices a hundred times beyond what they are now.
They're going to try to silence him because they're trying to silence you. It's what he's been saying all along. He's been said, said it a million times. They're coming after me because they're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. So that applies to a gag order. They want us to retreat into silence. No, we charge. Taking the word of God as we heard it before, we'll go back into prayer now. Keep on speaking, the Lord says, because I have many people in this city. Remember, you speak the word of God. You speak the truth about political matters. About, you speak. People are made by God according to the truth. The truth is the pattern of, by which we've been created. It's, it's the pattern that shapes human nature. God created everything by his word. Which means when people hear the truth, it resonates more with them than hearing the message of falsehood. So even though the message of falsehood often has a larger megaphone, the message of truth penetrates the human heart more effectively. It's one of the reasons God kept encouraging Paul in Corinth. I got many people in this city. I made them according to my word. They have an openness to the truth. Now, of course, many people, they just shut their ears. They just close their hearts. But there's many people who, they'll be convicted by the truth. But you have to speak it. How shall they believe, we read in another passage, unless someone preach to them, unless someone tell them. We're not just talking about preaching in a pulpit. We're talking about ordinary conversations between American citizens. We're talking about social media posts. We're talking about conversations on the door, at the doorway, when you knock on five doors for the day of action tomorrow. And again, to reiterate that, Go to the App Store and look for the app called Early Vote Action. Again, Pennsylvania and Virginia, New Jersey and Mississippi, Louisiana and Kentucky, special and important elections for 2023. A lot of stuff here. I hope it's helpful to you. I hope it's encouraging. Friends, be encouraged. But remember, it's not just some kind of thing about we, are we going to prevail? It's what am I doing? What sacrifices am I making? How loud can I make my voice? And how much do I know? How much am I studying and reading? Get this book, The, Pro, the uh, Democrat Party Hates America by Mark Levin. And we'll be talking about it in more detail on upcoming programs. Let's turn to the Lord. Father, we praise you. We thank you. We adore you. We glorify you. We will go on speaking. We are the people of life. We are the people of truth. Because we are the people who follow the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ. And we pray now for all the needs that America has. And we want to pray now, Lord, for all the needs that our fellow viewers have, our fellow patriots. Lord God, some of them have expressed those prayer intentions in the comments. And others hold them in the silence of their hearts. But we lift them all up to you, all the needs financial, relational, consolation, wisdom, discernment, whatever it is. Grant our needs because you love us, Lord God. Nothing turns off that love. We pray in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory 
forever and ever. Amen. Oh, thanks, friends. Great to be with you. Thanks for all the encouraging comments. Thanks for all the work you do. You are an inspiration, and I hope that I'm an encouragement to you as well. Follow our main work here at Priests for Life at endabortion.us. That's our main website, endabortion.us. We need your involvement. It's a big part of saving America, and, uh, and we are on the winning side of all these issues. Thanks, friends. We will talk to you next time. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.